When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. One pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. That's Lord Every trash, EMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise to shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. Oh, well, hello. Good morning. Friday, you've made it. February the 3rd, 2023. DPH and Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. So much to do. We'll get into the football, of course. We start with the NBA. We've got the final two super boxes to give away in the super box bonanza. Today's a very special 15 year anniversary of a very important sports moment. Before we get to any of uh, any of it, we go to a great man, the one, the only, Rick DiPietro. Hello. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, David. How you doing this morning, buddy? It's Friday, last day of Superbox. I'm a little, dis- I'm a little depressed. I'm, well, I'm, I'm very depressed for a reason other than this is the last uh, week of Superbox. Well, tell me what's 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 on your mind. Was it the right. fact that you only ate 1,100 calories yesterday? No, is that it? A little more than 1,100. Had had some beautiful raisins involved with dinner, though. <laughs> Now, you can't bring up raisins on the show anymore after Raisin Gate in the bread. We can't talk about it. Uh, that's that's a fair point. I, I don't. What I don't understand from this show is why I can't just be truthful without getting destroyed. Like, how many calories did you have yesterday? About eleven hundred. Oh my god! And then and then I just get destroyed. Destroyed uh, in the no one did no. It's no, not no, fair. No one, de- no, no one destroyed you. We were we're concerned. No one's concerned. If Very I dro- concerned. if I drop down at Ugh. at ten twelve, you're like ah, that's fine. The no. only thing that concerns you is I don't make it till ten. No, when you, you almost, about. no, when you almost choked yourself out the other day, I was concerned. I would have tried. I mean, I went down the, sh- the wrong pipe. That had nothing to do with the diet. I, I had wrong, listen, that's the first time it's happened ever. Uh, why would you again. lock yourself into his fifth year option? You don't even. <laughs> you, oh my right. God, are you all right? Carry, you carry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Even in that moment where I wasn't getting the appropriate amount of oxygen, I still worried about you and the show. Yeah, listen, listen, the show must go on. The show must go on. It's going to happen. Yeah, I'm like P.T. Barnum. <laughs> um, no football this weekend. What, what do you mean, no football? We have a beautiful stop, stop, flag please. football game. Please, pl- honestly, please. No no football this weekend, and I, I am really sad about it. I'm, I'm a little bit depressed about it, and I, I don't know what my Sunday's going to look like. Forget about not having anything on a Saturday. That I can get away with. Nothing on a Sunday? Sad. Very sad. You want to hang out? Okay. Let's get together. Let's hang out. All right. Let's make a plan. All right, good. What do you want to do? Plan something right now. I can't plan it right now. What kind of plan would that be? I have to think about it. What does that mean? 
Nice little fun activity. Let's go. How about we uh, get together as a show unit Sunday? Raymond has no games. RJ's, I'm sure, free. RJ, are you free? I am free. I'm not sure Ray is, though. What, what, why would Ray not be free? This Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, Knicks play Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Oh, they play Sunday, too, this weekend? Correct. Um, who are they playing on Sunday? Who are they playing on Sunday? I know they play the Clippers on Saturday. I don't know they played Sunday, too. So you're out. I'm out, All right, great. Then forget it. Of course. We, this man works way too hard. What, you work way too hard, Raymond. What time is the Knicks game on Sunday? Knicks play at 6 o'clock against Philly. Beautiful. Brunch at Rick's. Brunch at Rick's. And then he's going to have to go all the way into the city? Well, what, what, what do you care? Because I you care see for that Raymond. response? What do you mean? What do you what, care? Why do you care? If he's because willing I to love, do it, I love and adore Raymond. All right, how about brunch in the city? Sunday brunch in the city. Then he goes from the brunch straight to the garden. That's not a bad plan. I don't hate it. All right, let's go. All right, I don't hate it. All right. Matt can do it if you will. Oh, look at this. Look at things coming together. Is that going to happen? Because I know you. Because I, I know you, you're going to be the one. Let's let no. Sunday brunch, New York City. You pick the place. No, this is the day to do it. I told you. When Knicks win last night, I there's nothing nothing negative for me today. Nothing. No, we're going to get nothing negative from you today. Nothing I, negative. I, I don't think you're going to be able to do that. Oh, I'll do it. I don't think you're going to be able to do it. I'm going to push through this, and then I got the wedding this afternoon. I'm ready to go, buddy. By, by the way, do we, don't open say Pandora, it. do we open Pandora's box here or do we not? <laughs> why, why now? Well, because I just found out. Yeah, but can we wait a little bit? Yeah, we'll wait a little bit. That's, right. that's, that's what we'll do. All right, so what do, you, what do you think about that Knicks game yesterday? I, I, know, I know you, and I know deep inside you're sitting there like, I can't. How do they do that? They lead by five with five seconds left, and, and the, the Heat get a pretty good look to win the game. How does that happen? But you promised that's a win. That's an important win. I don't know that Jimmy Butler's healthy, but you know what? You did it without, if not your best player, your second best player. I'll take it every day of the week from the Knicks. Should be all-star is who you mean. Jalen Brunson should have been an all-star. Jalen Brunson, right. Jalen Brunson should have been an all-star. Congratulations to Julius Randle. He deserves it too. But, yeah, man, like it's, it's never easy. And I guess if you want to, you know, pretend like you know, important games against good teams—they're never easy. We can, but listen, they found a way. R.J. Barrett was aggressive; he was great, and they made it. I mean, there was guys contributed down the stretch. Like, I like the fact that Obi and Ducey early in that fourth uh, contributed. Hartenstein—we got to give him credit. But you went into that game—a a very important game at home against a team you're chasing. Without you mentioned it, you're your best or second best player, however you want to look at it, and found a way to win. So I'll take it. That's right. This is a far cry from where you were after that Celtics win, but we'll take it. Now, no, nothing is easy. Let's just accept the fact that nothing is ever going to be easy with this team. And if you accept that, then maybe watching the games, which are like pulling teeth late stages, it makes it a, a, maybe, and I don't know, a little more palatable? Is that is that fair to say? No. No, it doesn't, it doesn't make it, it any easier. Still, no, it was still... It was, I, I just promised. The only reason I'm not being is because I promised I wouldn't be. But it's just no, no, no. But last time you came out and like the the thing you took away from the game yes. was negative. I don't feel like you're the same level of negative. I think I think today would be more analysis than it was just screaming at anybody that had a different take. Than you. So I <laughs> no, no. I feel like you're a you're an improved, a new and improved version of yourself right now. I think you're right. I think you're right. But I also understand the circumstances too, right? Like I mean, Jalen Brunson is is critical to this team's success, and unfortunately he didn't play. And they found a way. Guys stepped up. R.J. Barrett stepped up. 
right? And you, I mean, again, listen, the Heat are a good team. They're a good defensive team. Bam Adebayo was awesome yesterday, right? I mean, He's the, terrific. Look, the look you mentioned, Tyler Hero, that's a that's a legitimate look to win that game. And I would have been beside and myself. And that's there. It, it, I mean, him and Struess are the two best shooters, right? And on the final two possessions, you gave Struess a, a I mean, a wide open, clean look at a three. He hits it. You turn it over immediately. When Randall falls down, oh. and how they ever called the foul on that is is unbelievable to me. And then Hero, and there were two guys over near him. That's a pretty clean look from him too. That was a good look. Could you could you imagine no. what the show would be like today if he had made that shot? I wouldn't have shown up. I would have had. I probably would have had one more margarita, and then said, "You know what? Sick day. Can't do it." I would have carried for you. I know you would have. That's why I would have been okay. Just you know what? I can't. It's just. It's not. It's not conducive to my health if I have to go in and talk about this tomorrow. Do Do you think? And I say this kind of tongue in cheek, but I I don't understand because it happens every time. Do you Do you think they work on late game situations? Like you think in practice they have to. Uh, uh, but Rick, <laughs> they have to. It look It looks like they've never seen any of this stuff before. Uh, what What are you trying to do right now? Are you trying to incite me? No, I'm it's trying like to have a want discussion. Me. It's Let, like it's you different. want me it's to different. get negative. I'm not trying to make you negative. I'm trying to honestly assess the game. Last time you came in from Negative Town, that's where you, like you you you're like I just got off the plane. Oh, where'd you come from? <laughs> negative Town. This time, I think it's very different. This time, it's like I think you're being well behaved, but you have to address the elephant in the room. So I'm giving you carte blanche. We need to you need to discuss the final few seconds of the game. You, we need to discuss that, you know, why R.J. Barrett, I'm sorry, who, he's too important to your team, he's too important to your future, he should be involved late game in every single game. He cannot be benched in the late stages of a close game. I don't disagree with you, but I also listened to Tibbs afterwards, and Tibbs, I mean, Tibbs said he didn't feel like R.J. gave them the best chance in that moment, so he went with he went with the lineup that we saw, and he knew that R.J. Barrett would, would bounce back. Like, that's one of the, that's one of the special things about R.J., is he doesn't sit and mope, like he takes it as a challenge, and he showed up last night, and he was he was really good for them last night. Yeah, but he, regardless of how, how he is as a player and whether he's lived up to what you've hoped he would live up to, he's still a matchup nightmare. You saw it late stages of the game when he takes the ball to the basket. You well, need... I think, but here's the thing, though. I think it's different, though, when you have Jalen Brunson in the lineup, though, when it's him, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle. Like, it's just it's it's a different kind of look than it is when... When one of those three doesn't play, right? Like I mean, Jalen Brunson dominates the ball when he plays. No, you're right. Julius Randle right. dominates the ball. So, but it's again, not, I mean, here's the thing: it's not easy. And, and, and you're, you're right. I mean, having Brunson not having Brunson, you, you need you need him to be on the court. But from my viewpoint, I need my best players on the court at the crunch time, and he should be if he's not too good to not play. Ipso facto, every final five minutes of a game in overtime, I want Barrett on the court. And plus, I, I want to see what this kid is in those big moments. No, I don't think you're wrong. But, I mean, what you're saying is that is that kind of the problem, though. Is that he, he, hasn't, he hasn't gotten to that level yet. Because you're right. Like, he should be at a point now where, like, you don't even think twice about it. Like, your best lineup always has him in it. Like, okay, let's go with our best five. And his name is always in there. Like, just right. like Julius Randle's would be and Jalen Brunson's would be. Right. Could you, ima- could you imagine, and I guess, and, and this is kind of upsetting too, we're not at the point where R.J. Barrett, like, even if he's not having a great game, down the stretch of an important game is not on the court in a close game. Like, could you imagine if you woke up the next day and that was either Brunson or Randle? People would lose their minds. Of course. 
Of course, but again, I mean, this is this is something we've talked about since the season started, and why I think there's a level of frustration from me and from you and from Knicks fans because it feels like we're just stuck right here in the middle. Well, we are. Well, how do we how do we move our way up? I I don't know. I mean, and and the the old you know belief is that well, you just wait till that that guy becomes available. Well, that guy was available. You didn't get him. I don't know who the next guy to become available is. And meanwhile, you're you're mired in this, I mean, maybe not mediocrity, but yeah, I, I guess that's, that is true. I mean, you're mired in mediocrity is what you are right now. You, you're, you're nowhere near being good enough to compete for anything, and you're nowhere near being bad enough to compete for the elite players that are going to come out in this draft. Yeah, it's weird. You know what it is? Because it's like, you know, the Giants you know, had a, and I think you said this a couple different times. I think you asked me the question. Is it, is it better when you have no expectations and your team surprises you? I think it is. And I think you said you, you, you believe that. I and do. And then, you know, they go on this run where, you know, they, they win a playoff game and then you're not heartbroken when they lose to the Eagles because you really didn't expect any of this. It's a different feel with this team, though, because, I mean, when you look at – you watch this team play and you look at the names and you say to yourself, it's, it's a good team. It, it's a good team. It should be, you know, somewhere between, you know, six and whatever – and then you realize when you kind of take a step back and we're at this point of the season, you're like, okay, but what, is that, what does that exactly do for us? Like in the grand scheme of things, okay, we're sixth, but then you look at the teams you'll play in the first round of the playoffs and you're like, yeah, but you, you're not good enough to beat them. You're not good enough to beat them. You're not nope. good enough to beat them. So no, it's you're, like, you're not, I mean, definitively, you're, you're not winning a first round playoff series. Unless somehow you find a way to get to five. It feels like you think they're going to get to five? No, probably not. But they, I mean, that's the that would be the spot. Which would be who then? Cleveland. If somehow you find a way to get to five, well, it could be. I mean, it gives you the it, that keeps you away from the top three teams. Is the point? Yeah. Right, right. now, um, four would play five. So if you if you somehow got to five, you'd play Brooklyn in the first round. And, and if Brooklyn's healthy, you think you beat them? I don't know, but I would like to see. I'd like to find out. Be a good matchup for the city. That's for sure. Great matchup. But I, I would be hard-pressed to think they win that game. No, me too, but I think it's a better chance to do that uh, beating them than beating Boston, Milwaukee, or potentially the Sixers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All in all, though, I mean, pr- pretty good effort last night, right? The, the, these games, first of all, the Heat, I don't think Jimmy Butler was healthy. No, he was he, not. He uh, looked like a, a shell of himself. Second of all, the Heat are, wh- whatever, whoever we play, be it you know Boston or Cleveland or Milwaukee, can it please not be Miami? I do not want to sit through a best of seven series against that. That is that is boring. Yeah, but that's how they play. I mean, that's what uh, that's why they're. I mean, they're a consistent team because you know what to expect whenever you play them. Oh, I don't. I don't blame them. I mean, if that's if that's what gives you your best chance to win, they should do it. I'm just saying, as a fan of the game, as a fan of the team, the last thing I want is a best of seven like that because that's boring basketball to me. Dude, I'll take boring, I'll take run, whatever, as long as we win. I, I want to play whatever team gives me the best chance to to win a series. That's it. Well, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't care. Is. Truth is, I don't, I don't I, it's probably Cleveland, but I, don't, but I don't know who it is. But I don't, what I'm saying is I don't care what kind of, what yeah, kind I of basketball I have to sit through. It could be a five-hour game. I don't care, just as I long understand. as we win. Uh, well, the, the next one. And that's our jumping off point this morning. And we haven't really done a lot of, oh, yay, Knicks win. But they did. And let's let's lead with that, right? R.J. Barrett made some some good plays. Um, they found, I guess, the best thing to say, and this is this is really what you say almost every time, is they found a way to win the game. That's that's who the Knicks are. They did they play well down the stretch? No, they found a way to win the game.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You know what's back today, Rick? It makes its big reappearance in February. You know what it is? I think I know what it is. I mean, unless you're trying to trade. The morning roast is back, baby. What, what, this, is, this is not some kind of a, a, Boom. a, a deep intel. No. Yes, the morning roast. Yeah, but you say, maybe it's because you're so good at your job, but you say it, and I'm like, wow, what is he talking about? It sounds, it sounds very interesting. Well, I was trying to make it interesting for everyone else. You're, you're on the inside. You know. You're right. I should know, yeah. Yeah, morning roast, 7.45 this morning. I know exactly where I'm going after. I, I think I, everyone listening knows where you're going I don't after. think everyone listening knows. I bet you there are people out there that don't know what I'm going to roast, who I'm going to roast. I think it's what you're going to roast. You don't know. Oh, I know. You think it's an inanimate object. I think it's, it's yeah. Oh, is that right? You think you know me so well? I, I do know you so well. Okay. How well do you think you know me? If we played a getting to know your co-host thing, I definitely know you better than you know me. No, we've already done that before. We played that game, and I won the game. I I was the winner. You won against Canty. All of us. It was a three-way. It was all three of us played. Yeah, I guess. But but now I feel like I mean when we we filled out that questionnaire for you a couple weeks ago, it was it was incredible what I knew about you. You pretty much filled out the entire questionnaire. We didn't even need you. No, it's kind of like the everyday show. Well, you know what's funny though is I'm sitting here listening to the commercials. And one of the things you you so eloquently said to RJ, what does Rick do with his free time? You said, oh, he loves golf. He loves golf. Yeah. Have we done? Have I done golf reads? Am I giving away trips to, to golf? Why are you attacking me? I'm not. I'm just saying. Like, that's why like I told attack. you I'm not filling it out because it doesn't matter. It does matter. You it just doesn't. filled it out. Let them get to work. Those people, are the, they're like little, little mice now. They're churning that butter. Let them work. The mice don't churn the butter. Who what churns this, the butter? What is this, ratatouille? No. no. It's not the mice. Who churns the butter? 
I don't know. It's not, it's not my. You never heard the, the story from uh, the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, and 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 what's his face? The, and the, the mice falls into the thing, and he tries to run through, and oh, and he turns the butter. You never heard that story? Catch me if you can. Well, maybe it's the it's the mouse that fell in, but I never heard that it, it's the mice that churned the butter. Well, you know what? Be a little little open minded for once. That's what I think a that's, mouse that's what in good cardio about. physique could churn butter. Okay, I ain't eating that butter. I'll tell you that. Well. Once it gets pasteurized and goes through the factory, I think it'd be fine. Probably, probably, but I'm not. I'm not willing to find out. All right, Let, let's continue Gross. along here. Well, who churns the butter then? I don't. I can. The old maid. Go to go to Google it. No, is there like a nursery rhyme? Somebody, somebody has to churn the butter. Check right now for you. How about that? All right, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. While you look on butter churning, what do you what do you Google? Butter churning. I just I buttered. Who churns the butter? Who churns, who churns the butter? Who churns the butter? Does it say mice? No, it does. It does not. No. Interesting. Uh, while you look that up, that piece of information, we'll listen to a little Tom Thibodeau on the win against the Miami Heat. I thought the effort was was really good, strong. Um, in Miami's been playing really well uh, for a while, so I knew it'd be a good test. I like the way our guys responded, uh, particularly uh, you down two starters and. You have to play well throughout in order to win. And I thought for the most part, they played well. They had lapses. Miami's a tough team to play against because if you don't really bring your game, they'll grind you down during the course of a game. Right. And they play, I mean, they play hard. They play good defense. And they make you earn it. And the Knicks earned it. Listen, I mean, as frustrating as they are to watch sometimes, especially them closing out games. For them to go into that game last night knowing how important it was against a team that that you're chasing. And when this is all said and done, and if the Knicks continue to play good basketball, which I expect they will, this is going to be close, right? I mean, we're talking about a win here, a win there. You start talking about tiebreakers and everything else. And this is one of the teams that's going to be right there with you. And you play them a bunch over the next month, too. Right, you play them three more times. And the fact that you didn't have Jalen Brunson and you still found a way is... Is huge. It really is. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a big win. Let, let's take a listen. Then we'll get to the calls. 1-800-919-3776. A little R.J. Barrett. Uh, first from Thibodeau on R.J.'s performance. It's all around, you know, very, very aggressive from, from the start. And I, I thought the start of the game, like his defense was really good, strong. Um, and then his aggressiveness going to the basket, uh, I thought was huge for us. Uh, and now let's hear from R.J. Barrett on being out there in crunch time. It means a lot, man. You know, that's, that's what I want to, you know, it's what I want to do. It's what any player wants wants to do, you know, be out there to try to help the team win. And, um, you know, thankfully I was able to do that tonight. And, and I thought he played well, and I thought he was a tough matchup, and, and he took the ball to the basket, and I was, I was very pleased with closing time from R.J. last night. Outside of, outside of that pass. Oh, my God. Yeah, he talked about that, too, and he said he's going to have to get that cleaned up. Oh, what was that? He let he let a fast break for Miami down the other way. <laughs> but it's actually what it, it's actually not the pass. Just I mean his his whole mentality is something I really like about him. Like he holds himself accountable. He doesn't. I mean the fact that you could sit him down for as much time as they sat him down in the most important part of that game against the Lakers, and he bounces right back, knowing how you know with no Jalen Brunson how important he was going to be. He's easy to root for. Yeah, but it says a lot about him. Yeah, he's very easy to root for. All right, let's get to the calls. They're all lined up, and let's go to Bobby in Saratoga. Lead us off, Bobby. You're on 98.7. How are we doing, gentlemen? How are you doing? Yeah, so I, I just wanted to 
empathize a little bit with Rick from last week, but at the same time, we have to enjoy the win. But I just, I just wanted to say that at the end of that game, it was like when Hartenstein put in that dunk, it was like an elating feeling, and then they allowed the heat back into the game. So at the very end, you were kind of sitting there like, yay, we won, but you're, you're not jumping for joy anymore. That's what they do. <laughs> I, I mean, Bobby, and that's the thing. Thanks for the call. That's, that's what they do. And I, I, he means the Randall dunk, right? When Randall dunked it to, to go up five with five seconds left. Well, you had Grimes made the great pass to Hartenstein. That made it 104-101. And then Hartenstein got the steal and then led to the Randall dunk, which was 106-101. Right. That's when I thought, and, and I guess stupidly so on my part. When Randall put that in with, I think, 5.6 seconds left, if memory serves correctly. That was, yeah, it was five seconds. Yeah. If, if he, it, I, I never thought that Miami would have a look to win the game. I did not either. But again, I mean, this is, I think, the reality. Like, would you, I mean, what happened, Julius? I just fell down. What was it? <laughs> Can't believe they called a foul. <laughs> thank, just, honestly, thank God they have replay. Yeah, but you know what's funny? That I'm sitting there watching that, and my first thought was Santiago retweeted a video yesterday that I was going to bring up where Joey Crawford comes running down the floor and bury, <laughs> and bury someone. And then call, calls the foul on the other on the other team. What do you mean? He, he, what do you mean he 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 runs into someone? Yes, the referee. The referee. I think it was in a finals game. Actually, it was in a finals game. It was it was Detroit Miami, right? Uh, I believe Chelsea Phillips. How was, was Detroit Miami in a finals game? No, it wasn't. Uh, well, maybe it wasn't Miami. It was the East final. It was Eastern the East Conference finals. Final. Okay. Joey Crawford pushed Damon James out of bounds and then called the foul on Chauncey Billups yes. in the final minute of a game seven. Um, what? It's <laughs> hilarious. In the final minute, it's hilarious because it's not your team. It wouldn't be funny if it was your team. Right. But it's not my team and it was hilarious. He pushed someone out of bounds and then called a foul on the guy that he go thought to, would have been the to, one to have done the pushing. Go to Raymond's Twitter. You'll watch it. It's hilarious. That, that sounds unbelievable. But yeah, that the inbound pass, Randall falling down, the the open look. The, you know what upset me honestly? The Struce open look really bothered me. It's like give him, give him a two, give him any two they want, but you can't give up a three. And to give up that three, ooh, brutal. Yeah, but you know what you're doing right now? You got to stop this. What you're trying to drag me down negative time? I'm not, I'm not trying to do no. it. Last time you were like a wild animal <laughs> who was a- angry at the win. Now we're just assessing good win, did it without Brunson, nice to see um, R.J. Barrett produce down the stretch, and in that same vein, you know what? They have to figure out a way to clean up late-game situations. There's no, there's no, you're not acting today nearly as foolish as you acted after the Celtics game. No, I agree with that. Maybe it was, the, it was a couple cocktails that kind of calmed my nerves a little bit, but I think it's probably because they didn't have Jalen Brunson, and I'm just happy that they won. Exactly that. You're happy they won. 1-800-919-3776. Here's the question for people out there. Do you enjoy the Knicks despite the fact that every single game is so darn difficult? Or is it just not that enjoyable for you? They're winning. They're winning. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. I mean, really, it's like you talk about all about you. Not you. I like it. I don't know why no. you're being negative about it. I just think I, I think that the people would agree with me. Well, they'll say it then so well, they can, they, they can agree or disagree. Yeah, I don't even have to say who it is, but that you are going and officiating if I'm not mistaken, right? Officiating a 1 p.m. wedding on a Friday? 1 p.m. on a Friday, baby. So what they're saying is your work matters none to us, and you will show up at this wedding at 1 o'clock on a Friday. I think what they're saying is is we want to give you the opportunity to have a, a wonderful three-day weekend is what it is. No, it's, it's wild. 
It, it is unheard of. It's unprecedented, and it's wild. Is what it not is. only not only am I officiating this beautiful wedding, uh-huh. I was given a gift last night at the rehearsal dinner. I have a beautiful, and I should have brought it. I should have brought it with me. You beautiful got a toiletry bag. No, no, no. Uh. I have a Rev Rick sash to wear around to wear around my shoulders. Well, you got a knapsack. No, it's not a knapsack. I wear it to, to officiate what do, the wedding. What do you mean? It's oh, like, you you mean like it's like a drapery? Yes. Oh, around the neck it drapes down over the suit. And it says Rev Rick. It's gorgeous. Really? Then what oh. happens if it doesn't go with your your outfit? No, it does, though. Father. It does though. It, it does. It matches perfectly. Oh, that's nice. Now here's the thing: Will that be part of your staple moving forward? I think it has to be. Yeah. When you perform the weddings, right? You did a nice job with RJ's. I'll tell you that. Thank you. Outside of you, let it start like exactly when it was called. No, no. But listen. RJ was calling me 500 times because I got stuck in traffic because it was a motorcycle accident. You couldn't, it was, it was gridlock. You couldn't move. He's like, where are you? And I finally showed up like 15 minutes early to have a drink with him in the, in the bridal suite. And then he said, as soon as that clock hit that time, he said, we're going. We're going. To, hell, right. with any, to, to hell with anybody else. You know what? These people who do their weddings, they, they don't care about anybody else. Well, because it's, it's their day, Dave. You know, you know what? No. You know why? You know why you're wrong? Because <sighs> Alex's bar mitzvah is coming up in September. Right. And originally they wanted us to do it Labor Day weekend. And we said, no, we will not do it Labor Day weekend because that's selfish of us. Because what happens if people want to go away Labor Day weekend? Now we've saddled them with this bar mitzvah they have to go to. So it's the weekend after Labor Day weekend, but not your wedding, your wedding Friday at one. So if you want to come to my wedding is what these people are saying. You got You have to take off work on Friday. Right. That, that's a that's a big ask. Yeah, you love us. You take Friday off, enjoy your three day weekend, shut your mouth, and also realize that not everyone has the kind of money you have to just be throwing around willy nilly. What What do you mean? I, I I would imagine a one o'clock wedding on a Friday is probably not as expensive as as some other time. Why not have it in the middle of the night? Why not just like <laughs> we're going to do it four? A, no, like like we'll we'll call the ceremony for two a.m. And then we'll start the whole party at three, and then it'll be a, and then we'll watch the sun come up together. That'd be the wedding. I got to tell you, that'd be great for our hours, right? Would, except you'd have to leave early. No, you, we'll do you, the show. RJ, you could go to that wedding. wedding. Uh, you're right. I have, I have to be typing up the rundown at the reception. Live from the wedding, we do the show. It'll be great. Live from the wedding. But I'm telling you, you, you get married one o'clock on a Friday afternoon. You're just you're you're so screaming. Live. I don't care about you. Yeah, but I, I think you're missing about I, me. I, but here's the thing, though. I think you're missing the bigger point. Which is the beauty of wedding at one. That thing is done about one thirty, and now we have the rest of the day. We're day drinking. I mean, this is perfect. Wait, wedding is one. It's done by one thirty. Yeah, ceremony's done by oh, one. Oh, ceremony easy. done by one thirty. Yeah, easy done by one thirty. You're gonna pass out tonight. Uh, I will not. Gonna, I'm not gonna make it. Through you will not. The, there's no way you see nine o'clock tonight. Uh, yeah, I better, no, there is. No I better way. see nine o'clock. I better. I I just hope that you're not inebriated when you're doing the nuptials. No, I've learned my lesson on that one. Wait, you've been drunk when you've done nuptials Accident- before? Accidentally. How do you accidentally? Oh, oops, I accidentally <laughs> got drunk. How does that happen? Because I tried to calm my nerves. I was nervous. It was one of the first ones I did. I was nervous. So I had I had a, a drink that was right, pretty a drink stiff. Is, I think a drink is fine. Yeah, but I hadn't eaten anything. So by the time I got on the, on the ready to go, it hit me in the face. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this was a mistake. But I battled. Yeah. Found my bearings. Right. Went right through it. Great. I'm sure, and, and and this is going to be true, and I want you to report back next week if people are annoyed it's 1 o'clock. No, Friday. no one is annoyed. Everyone yeah, is will. happy. No, everyone is happy. Everyone they needed a little break. It's a little mini vacation. They love it.
Yeah, they will be. They won't. Ha- they won't be happy. No, they will be happy. Everyone. Everyone last night was happy. Yeah, because they they don't know what they're in store for. One o'clock on a Friday. <laughs> hey, you got to dress for this thing, or is it at least casual? I you know I have to wear a suit. No, not you. Not you. You're performing it, but the other people in attendance. You got to dress up for this thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to look. So nice you're giving like me that. a non-casual time, <laughs> uh, right? A non-dressy time, but it's but I have to dress now. Yeah. Well, these people are amazing. Yeah, it's a. I'm sure it's like a business casual. I don't think it's on a black tie. Uh, can you wear like khakis and a button-down shirt? Well, here's the thing, though. Uh, the ceremony's at one. I don't think they've. Uh, that's not a priority for for people to have to come to the ceremony. Well, why? Because they. Because if people have to work, they said you can work and then you can come to the. Well, how can you? How can you work afterwards? and then be there by one thirty? Well, the party's not till later. Oh, what time's the party? The party's not till later. So, so what are have... you talking about? That it's a monetary issue? It's not a monetary issue. Uh, no. Well, I think just because of the time of the when the party starts, though. I so don't the know. party's like a five o'clock party. Right. It is. You're oh. Right, five. It is at five. So wh- now I'm confused. Why are the nuptials at one? Being serious. Why? Why? Are I they think at that one? was the only time they could get the place that they want to have the nuptials oh, at. That was okay. the only time I think. All right. Now I understand. It's now a nice, it's, it's a lengthy. It's a nice drive to the place. It wasn't explained properly by you, or at all, really. Um, I probably not. Yeah. All right. I'm not of the uh, sound mind right now to be explaining things. Let, let's get to the uh, the calls. Let's go to Sean in Bayshore and bring in Sean on 98.7. Good morning, Sean. Good morning. Um, so I was at the garden last night, and I was just watching Jericho Sims, and I don't understand how he's getting any playing time. I feel like the Knicks should trade for maybe a backup center, a backup big man. Instead of maybe somebody like OG and Wobi, I feel like that would be more value, especially since Mitchell Robinson is always hurt. It's like I don't understand. What do you guys think? I mean, he's hurt. When Robinson comes back, Sims goes to being a backup player. Right, and Hartenstein actually—I mean, Hartenstein's played well for them. You see the difference when when Mitch is is healthy. Mitchell Robinson what is a different maker. Yeah, I, I I don't understand. Like you're freaking out about the backup center. He's just put into a role where he has to be the starting center. Right, which is not where he fits best now. I mean, Hartenstein's played well. Yeah. He, Mitch I mean, is their guy. He doesn't really do anything all that well, Sims. Um, He's an athletic freak. I mean, Yeah, that's really he, the, he's big, and I guess he can rebound a little bit, but he's he's like a very poor man's uh, Mitchell Robinson. And he can jump through the gym. Yeah, no, I listen, because I, I, there was some talk before that they if they could find – you know, Miles Turner's name came up. If they could find a big man that could could do more offensively, but I mean, when Mitch is healthy and Mitch is right, you see the difference he makes defensively. Well, he's, he's a great rebounder. He's a good offensive rebounder. He's a great defender. He can finish, right? Yeah, when they use him. I mean, that's uh, they. I. It would be nice that when he is on the floor, when he is healthy, if they they used him a little bit more offensively. Well, he doesn't really have any offensive game. No, I know, but just like, to keep him involved. You know what I mean? Just to keep him involved, run to the rim. You know, you know what I mean. Finish kinda, at the rim. Kinda, when he has you know, to. what he kind of reminds me of. Tell me, how about this now? And it just came to me spur of the moment. So don't destroy me if you think it's just crazy. I don't understand. This is not a way back story. No, it's thinking music. He he kind of reminds me of uh, Tyson Chandler a little bit. Yeah, I don't hate that. Right, really like no that. offensive game. He's more you know alley oops and putbacks. Really good defensive player. Good rebounder. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. 
You don't hate that? No, I don't hate it. I'm not going to jump down your throat for that. Nice. Well, th- thank you. Thank you for that. Let's go to D in Queens. Good morning, D. You're next up on 98.7. Wow, you're so nice to me today. I'm shocked. Well, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a nice guy, D. No, no I said to me. I'm a me, nice guy. <laughs> well, I think you, anyway, you don't know me that well if you don't I, think I'm nice. What do you got? Tim, I said from the jump, the, the Knicks are better off losing. I have a friend, we argue about this all the time. I'm like, listen, you guys got a bunch of twos and threes. R.J. Barrett's ceiling is a number two. So, I mean, they're better off losing and getting a draft pick and hopefully maybe even flipping it. Not even keeping it, but flipping it. I have, a, I have two other points. One, the Nets. They're about, they're about to lose Kyrie for nothing. And I said since last year, the GM stinks. So you, so you lost harder for pennies on the dollar because what's thing was a disaster, um, what, right? And then also on top of that, you might lose Kyrie for nothing. So you're going to end up trading Durant. So what exactly did you get done when you, as a GM? I said he, you should have traded Kyrie when he had value from jump. And now you're about to lose him for nothing. Yeah, but why? To the Lakers. Yeah, but D, why are you going to lose him for nothing? He just said he wanted to do an extension with the, with the Nets. He's, and they're not going to give it to him, nor should they. But well, but how do you know that? I got one. Other. But how do you know that if they want to, if, if Kevin Durant says I'll stay and fulfill my contract if you keep if you keep Kyrie, that they're going they're not going to resign Kyrie. Uh, he's a listen. Kyrie's a bit much. I don't know if they want to. That's another thing. I mean, you could have got rid of him when he had value. And I have one other point that's a little bit on the funnier side. Tony Romo this weekend showed you why Jerry Jones likes him more than Dak Prescott. He showed you once and for all why that why that's the case. That's all I'm gonna say about what he nearly slipped up and said. I don't. I don't. I'm not I know what he's talking about. I know exactly what he's talking about. I I heard it. What what happened? It would have been. It would have if it had. If if what he was gonna say came out of his mouth, it would have ended. His. Oh, he was gonna curse. Uh no, no, worse. not quite. I know no, what you're talking about. Yeah, worse. And worse than cursing. Uh, yeah. Really? Well, yeah. Did you see the story that they uh, that they are very unhappy with Tony Romo, by the way? I did read that story yesterday. And they think that he's kind of mailing it in and doesn't really pay close attention to stuff, that they visited him numerous times in the offseason to try to, to put back together Humpty Dumpty here? That's not great. Well, look what, I mean, look what happened, though. I mean, he takes, he takes the booth by storm, and they threw a boatload of money at him. What do you get? What is he, 10 for 180? Gets, yeah, yeah. So that's a fortune of money, huh? Yeah, not not compared to Tom's ten for three seventy five. Well, it's still a fortune of money, though. Yeah, it's a fortune of money. Absolutely. I mean, that's. I mean, could you imagine? Making but it's that? The, it's it's not the like. He, there was a time where you watched Tony Romo, like, boy, he's very good. And I, I, at least me personally, I don't feel like that anymore. If you watch a guy and he's committed and he's good and he's young, I I, I don't blame them. I mean, lock him into a long-term deal. How often do announcers start mailing it in? That's not something that typically happens. No, 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 it's not. But it's again. I mean, you run the risk when you pay someone that much money of them doing that. That's a. I mean, that's one of the fears when you give someone a long-term deal right. like that. As you like to say, you got fat and lazy. Yeah, well, it's tough to. I mean, what do they say? It's tough to eat when you're full. So if it, if there's other things he wants to do, which is, I mean, a lot of golf, and he feels like he can just show up, yeah, that's. That sucks for CBS. It's weird, though, because, I mean, you, you, you're not talking about – you don't have to watch every single game. You, you have to focus on two teams once a week. That's it. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. When you first get out of the game, 
like you don't really have to work at it because you already know everybody. You know, you know all the guys. You know the plays. You know all that stuff. But the further you get away from it, that's when you really have sure. to start putting the work in. So he, so he just he doesn't want to watch football. Like, Dude, like, it's all, I'm telling you what, man. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for him because he took the money. Like, yeah, you got to put in work. Like just doing what, like doing the little the little stuff I do with the NHL. Like we come on this show, we talk hockey. How much? Our show? Yeah, on on this. Like we're allowed like, to talk hockey. How much? Not not much. Yeah, like I'll try to force feed us hockey once in a while, but like it's football, it's baseball, it's basketball, it's all that stuff. And then on top of that, trying to you know pay attention to all the other hockey stuff too. It's a lot, and you got to be focused, and you got to be willing to do it, and. and yeah, that, I mean that's that's crappy for CBS if they have to fly out to make sure he's and, doing and work. And you're locked in now. There's no out with this guy. I mean, you made your bed. No, and he's probably thinking too. I get this, you know, I take this 180, and then I can be done. You think CBS leaked that so he found out they were like they must, he must know they're annoyed, but now it's like public that they're annoyed at him. Probably, yeah. Well, I think you always with those stories have to, you know, you try to who does the story benefit the most by it, getting it, leaked? It, it doesn't look good for him. Right, so it would motivate if they're really pissed at him. It would motivate him, hopefully, motivate him to actually do some work now. Yeah, or now I you're hope least, so. well, because now you're really going to pay attention to it, right? Like when that if, like I never got the feeling like he wasn't doing the work. So now when you listen to him, you're going to be like, hmm. But we said on, uh, I think it was Monday of this week. Boy, you know, he's just he's not as good as he was. I think you said he kind of jumped the shark a little bit, right? And now you find out that they're visiting him to to have meetings because he's just not overly prepared. It's just it's not a great look. It's it's really that's not. a bad look. What do you mean? Not a great look. It's a bad look. Yeah, but I just don't understand. And I know you say you got to pay such close attention, but he's doing one game a week. It's not like he's discussing every single game. He he can't watch a, a film. Like, if, wouldn't you think that he could just watch film of the teams that are playing on his flight to wherever that city is going to be? Probably, yeah. Just to learn about those teams, you would think, because you got You got to assume that he knows the skill position players. No, you would assume, yeah. But apparently he's not. So I mean, and for the most part, he gets the best teams. They're not saying like, "All right, go do the Carolina Panthers game." You're doing the, you're doing the Bills. You're doing the Chiefs. You're doing the right. You're doing the the elite of the elite. It's not like he has he has to go through 32 teams. He probably does how many games? He does every week, and he probably winds up doing what, 15, 18, 20 different teams in total. Yeah, but you know, I mean, but that's the thing though. You know when someone's not fully committed though. Right, like I mean, it's just to watch some video and know the players isn't isn't what I'm sure it wasn't the expectation when they gave him all that money. No, I'm sure they want him to be dialed up. Have you ever seen? Um, they did a piece on Real Sports on Chris Collinsworth and the amount of work he puts in. It's, like, dude, it's, it's crazy. Sits, sits there and studies like film, consistent, like just nonstop. Wakes up on a Monday, it's like, well, all right, I go to work. Right, like I don't go into an office, but I'm home and I just have the full breakdown of everybody's game and. The all twenty two, and that's that's work. And I guess Tony doesn't want to do that kind of work now. All right, let's get back to these Knicks calls. Let's go to Brian in the truck. Hi, Brian. You're on ninety eight seven. Morning, fellas. Happy Friday. Um, that Knicks game, man, it was a, a very aggravating but very needed win. And uh, two things that just really aggravated me the most: uh, Randall brings the ball across half court, and Deuce comes up to to, to call for the ball. And it's like he didn't want to give him the ball, and they caught the carry, and it was a turnover. And I'm like, like Randall, just, just get a ball up. That was awful. That play at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. That was unbelievable. And then the second thing, when RJ was inbounding the ball, he just, like, 
it's like it's just force the ball to Randall, force the ball to Randall. Quickly was wide open at the top of the key. You, you, you still force the ball, turnover, still from, from Bam. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm glad we got the win because, like I said, we needed it, you know, because they're right in front of us. But it, it's just so aggravating, man. You, you know what it is next to the call, Brian, Rick? It, it's Im- – and I don't think this is just us because you hear it with all the callers too. It is impossible, impossible to watch the Knicks play and leave the game with a great feeling. No, because you keep saying – I mean, you keep seeing the same stuff. It's, I mean, it's the definition of frustrating, man. I mean, this is it. You, you feel like you're going crazy because you keep we keep talking about it, and I'm sure they're talking about it, and they watch video on it, and they come up with different ways to fix it, and it has, it hasn't been something that that they've been able to fix yet. I mean, and, and you know the the play that you talked about that Hartenstein got the ball and dribbled to the corner and then dished it into the middle to Randall. They they did everything in their power to turn that ball over too. Dude, it's it's ugly. It's like a. I mean, Wally was talking about this after the uh, after the game last night. It's like a video of the things you shouldn't do down the stretch to close out games. That's exactly right. It, this would be a tutorial in what not to do. Right. But, yeah. Let's go to Fred in Fresh Meadows. Hi, Fred. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Two quick things. Um, the inbounds passing problems, to me, that's on the coaching staff. And the perfect illustration of that is, look how Miami got its two looks in the closing seconds to Hero and Strews versus what happened with the Knicks. And as far as whether it's enjoyable or not, all I can say is uh, my nephew, Sam, the one who appears in the MSG commercial with me with his adorable son, Brody, that was filmed at the Holy Cow Playground, right after the game was over, he texted two words, great win. So, you know what? In the end, that's what we all want (laughs) is to see a victory. And no matter how we get there, so, uh, but again, the inbounds passing, it's got to be on the coaching staff to design better plays. Yeah, I think a lot of that, and thanks for the call, Fred, a lot of the late game situations, are they're frustrating, and, and I think they're on the coaching staff. I agree with that, too. I mean, this is because you know, I mean, we talk about it almost every every day. It's something that they're talking about and trying to fix. But the other thing, too, is is it's tough to replicate the kind of pressure that you feel during the game in those moments. And it's on the coaching staff to try to put you in spots in practice to get as close as possible to that. Yeah, you got to figure out a way to be better. Although it's a win tomorrow night uh, at the Garden against the uh, the Clippers, and Kawhi Leonard makes an appearance. Thanks for listening to the DPH Rowan Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from six to ten a.m. on ninety eight point seven ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play ninety eight point seven ESPN.